Anyways, can, we'll just. I, I think it'll be fine as long as we start talking meow. All we right. didn't start talking meow though. We you, we stalled. We all stalled. None of nobody. Nobody said anything. You said meow, and nobody said anything. Just pointing that Hi, out. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. And today we have a special guest. Special guest, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm the special guest. I'm Gabby. Um, I'm a TTRPG player and a note taker and a mom and a reader. So, hello. Hi, welcome. You're so relatable, Gabby. You're such a relatable person. (laughs) Thanks, because I don't feel it most days. (laughs) This struggle is my own. <laughs> we got the everyday man here. Just, just a low man on the totem pole. Okay, guys, I just, I just live day to day. Okay. <laughs> I put my pants on one leg at a time. Wait, no, I jump into them. You don't jump you into them. What the fuck? <laughs> one, two. <laughs> I don't um, put one leg. At, do you put one leg completely in at a time? I put no, like, like both legs in, and then okay. Okay, I thought you were, like, all the way up and then trying to, like, MacGyver your other leg up I and wish, yeah. I wish I was that flexible. I got thick thighs, dude. I, 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 Same. It's not... <laughs> you don't have to tell anybody on this podcast you got thick thighs. We all got thick thighs. Thick thigh club. <laughs> TT nice. RPGs. Thick thighs <laughs> role-playing games. <laughs> nice. Um, I want to talk about... Half-Blood Happy Hour, Devils in the Dice. I want to talk about all your podcasting oh. projects. Okay. Um, tell us about... We'll start with Half-Blood, because we, I think with you, it's... we've completed the set. <gasps> I think oh, we do have I, a complete am set. Am I the final? Am I the final? Yeah. Wait, did you do Magnus? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I don't know whether to feel good or bad that I'm the last one. Uh, you bet. Okay, uh, you you were you were the pregnant. You were the pregnant oh, when we were going was, through all of our. Mm-hmm. I was pretty pregnant, and then I went through a divorce and moving, and that's fair. Okay, I take it back. I feel okay. Yeah, this isn't a, a preferential thing. This was like for your goodwill yeah. thing. It's a little busy. Uh, yeah, just a little. Uh, God, no, I. I'm on Half-Blood Happy Hour. I've been on it since the beginning. Um, I'm now playing two characters on the show, technically. Um, one of my characters had to take a little break. She's she's off doing her own fucking thing. So now I'm playing a wizard. So I play I play a couple of fun things on Half-Blood Happy Hour. I'm a daughter of Hades, which is always fun. Do you feel like was this character change was it for the good of the party something you weren't feeling and what was that conversation with your dm like um the break for andromeda was actually something that i planned out with noah the dm when i was creating the character when they brought up the idea of um hunters of artemis i said this is going to be something that i can see andromeda in my brain without anything having happened that she would want to do at some point and they said, I can make that happen. And like, as we were playing it out, they kept saying, is this still something you want to do? And I'm saying, I'm not sure. 
But as we were playing it out, it became fairly obvious that there was going to be a really good point for her to take that break and go when things were kind of going south with her and her brother and it was going to be a breakaway, become her own person sort of situation. And so it was some planning on me and Noah's part, a lot more planning on more of like how we're going to bring in the new character so that way I didn't have to take a long break from the podcast. Um, But uh, overall, it was something that we kind of planned from the beginning really for her. It's more of like a step that we knew she was going to have to take at some point. That's good, because it, it seemed to line up with, like, your life falling apart. So, like, if those two <laughs> things merged together, I was like, ah, it was, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty actually cathartic for me to be this kind of, when we were recording, I don't think it's actually out yet. It might be when this comes out, I'm not sure. But um, there's a scene where she just kind of, she says... <sighs> She she gives up her memories of her brother. That I know is out, so that's not a spoiler. And she had written a note, a letter. And that letter that I wrote was cathartic for me because I felt like I was writing it almost like to myself when I wrote it as a, it's time to break away and move on. So it was really cathartic for me writing it and then seeing it play out in Half-Blood Happy Hour. Do you get like the what's called a double kind of catharsis where like once when you do it and then once when it's released kind of thing yes and actually i get like a triple because i get it when i listen to it when it's released because i always listen to the episode the day it's released um Mm -hmm. but then i get it again when my mom listens to the episode and she's telling me about it so i get it like a a third little like spurt of fun and energy when she's like I just listened to Save Me over Las Vegas. Is that, is that, is that Marcus? Is Marcus in Las Vegas? And I'm like, yeah, mom, like, look at you. You're putting together the pieces. <laughs> awesome. Um, I've been um, part of Half-Blood Happy Hour um, for a little bit. I have a very beloved, hated character. I love your character. Thank you. Thank you. Um and, you know, working with y'all has, was a very good time. Um, as this kind of project kind of carries on, and from my experience, um, you are the note taker. <laughs> yes. Um, the Capital T, capital N, the note taker. Do you feel a lot of pressure because of it? Yes. I feel pressure. And that pressure... I put on myself. No one else puts that pressure on me, I should say. Like, my, co- my co-stars are not ones who are like, Gabby, you didn't take notes? No, it's, it's, it, I put it on myself. And then I always, I write, like, here's, here's my notebook for Half Blood Happy Hour. It's pretty, I mean, those are all the notes that I've taken. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty there. And the thing is, is I write it in a way that I know what happened, but then I go a step further and I have a document that all, everyone can see. And then I type it out and it pretty much is just like a basic, like if you're reading a story of what was happening, that's how I've written it. So it's like word for word, Andromeda said blank, blank, blank sort of situation could be a transcription of the episode if I really wanted it to be sort of thing. And everyone kind of uses that as a, I say everyone, no one uses it but me. 
and Noah. <laughs> I don't think anyone else uses it except for Lucy when we do our after hours talks to look at what <laughs> happened in the episodes. You know, you said that y- no one's telling you not to take notes, but I don't think there's a, a part where you're not taking notes anyways, right? Like, Correct. There is never a point no when I'm not taking notes. say that. <laughs> I'm taking notes even when I'm not in the scene and I'm like, I make a little note for myself, like a box around it. And I say, mm-hmm. you don't know this, but I, I need it care. so <laughs> everyone else knows it. There's Do a... you play all TTRPGs like that? Or are you always the note taker? Yeah. I tried not to be. Every once in a while, I try not to be. And I still somehow fall into taking notes, even in one shots. Like I have a whole one shot notebook. I'm pretty sure it's this one. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> One shots. I mean, this is back from, I don't even know, two years ago. These are all one-shots that I've been a part of that I've taken notes for. Like, I take notes for everything because I can't not take notes. It gives me something to do with my hands while I'm yeah. playing. Because we've played together, and I think my ha- my one-shot notes end up being, like, scraps of paper I find and then I keep on, like, strategically piled for six months afterwards. And I'm like, ah, I'll never need this again. And I throw them away. Um, but I like the idea of actually putting them in a notebook because that's kind of fun, too. It's one of those where, like, I go back now and, like, there's a couple of, like, Halloween one-shots that a couple of friends ran these past couple years. Um, there was one, Adrian, that you ran on your um, uh, Twitch at one time that you asked me to be a part of with yes. a bunch of people. And I have the notes from that one in there, from our sky sure. fight and stuff. Like, I've got, I mean, it's all in there, and I can kind of remember all of those one-shots because I took notes on it. I remember what happened. Do you feel like a, uh, do you look back on them like, oh, I remember this, I remember this, on a yeah. constant basis? Or is this like Ooh, every not a couple constant basis. <laughs> it's more of a, when I go to play a one-shot, and I get my mm-hmm. one-shot notebook out to be able to play it. And I'm like, oh, wait, do you remember when we played this one-shot? Or you ran this one-shot? That's so good. And they're like, how do you remember that? And I go, it's in my notebook. <laughs> Duh. Dude, I barely remember the stuff I run, to be honest. <laughs> it's because you don't prep. You just say, we're <laughs> playing. Yeah. No, it's because he goes into the time. avatar state. So he, like, turns blue <laughs> and just, like... <laughs> His eyes white out, and then he's just in his glows a little mode. bit. I do mm-hmm. both Avatar with the blueness, and then Avatar with the white eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> sets of avatars. <laughs> I grow a tail. <laughs> but the tail doesn't start where you want it to start. I don't no. want to know where that is. <laughs> Wherever it is, back. dear listener, you're right. Wherever you thought the tail came from, you are right. You hit it. You ever play Pin the Tail on the Donkey? I want out of this now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a different spot every time. I have, like, (laughs) holes in my shirt. (laughs) It's not the same area, either. (laughs) Sometimes I get lucky and it just comes out the the armpit. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Why? Listen, we were no, no, no. Today's a day off for me. Uh, We were watching The Office, and I didn't realize I stopped watching The Office when Michael Scott left, and I was like, 
that's the end of the office. I'm not watching anymore. And so I uh, attempted to go work out and then came back home um, because my workout partner called me and said, we're not going to go work out. And I said, cool. And I turned my car around. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm not going either. Um, And uh, Michael had the office on. And I was like, I haven't seen any of these. Like, what am I? Did I just like? stop watching them i have never seen any of these episodes and then it wasn't until like hour two of watching that i was like oh these are i i haven't seen michael scott so wait i don't think i've seen any of these so i called myself an office fan but i found out this morning i am not you're like a like a three-quarters office fan right yeah is this where i tell you where i admit that i've Never seen an episode of The Office. In 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 the the year of the Barbie movie, twenty twenty three, probably not something you can just start and be like, "This is fine," because the first couple of seasons, first couple of episodes, you're like, "Yikes!" Yeah, and all of that free time that yikes. I have too, you know, trying to right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Sorry, I'm bragging nice. about all my free time. <laughs> Five o'clock in the morning. I I didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> That's yeah, what I read. Gabby's got a whole fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> my baby's walking. Okay, I don't know if he's so much a baby <gasps> anymore. Fuck? Oh my gosh! Still yeah, always remember, a baby. I remember just feeding vi- videos of like him in his little uh, plate thing, you know? Yeah, and now That's he's. That's the last time I remember. Toddling around. It fucking. I'm not I was not ready for him to start walking. But here we are. I don't really get to say when he does or doesn't do things now, so <laughs> but you could do something about it if you really wanted to, but I don't legs. suggest Is that it. What you're trying to say? <laughs> Listen, that's not what I was intending. I'm not I'm not I'm not behind child harm. I'm just I mean if it's a big complaint, I guess we could do something about it. <laughs> Oh, I'm not doing shit no. about it, though, so, you know. <laughs> Speaking of child harm, uh, Tony's podcast. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Double in the dice. I've been on a few of uh, Tony's stuff. Doesn't he? He incorporates kids. I don't know what he does with the yes. kids, but I just know they're like, it's nightmare well, fuel. that's, oh, actually, both Halloween. Okay, so I've been on the two Halloween specials, the one that's being released right now, and then the one that was out last year. Last year was, um... Leo Lyons, so it was like an amusement park that was haunted, um, and children died there, and we were children ourselves, and we almost died, and then this past, or the one that's right now, is it was based off of a children's show, like, it's kind of based off of kind of like Blue's Clues meets Saul, is how Tony described it to me, and um, when we recorded it, yeah, I can pretty much say that it was Blue's Clues meets Saul. That's a pretty accurate description of what we recorded. Um, for the listeners, can you give us a um, a bit of a brief, like, to, to, to draw them into that horror uh, for this latest, I guess, season? Yeah, sure. It is like a group of us all met on a, um, uh, what is that, Reddit. I don't use Reddit, so I... It took me a second to think of what it was called. We, we had a subreddit that we were all a part of for this kid's show that we all watched as kids. 
and it was kind of like a mystery. He disappeared at one point. The house disappeared at one point. And then all of a sudden he kind of came back and said that he was going to do a revival show and he was inviting some of his biggest fans out there. Um, so there's some mystery around it. And um, at one point we get locked in the house and there's puzzle rooms. And some of us have to face some of our biggest fears. So it's kind of... Um, Tony does a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of horror, but most of their stuff has had like a touch of horror to it, which, um, as somebody who is not a fan of the horror genre in general, Tony does it very well that, um, I feel like I, I need a pee pad underneath. Oh, good kind of well. I'm like, oh, you feel safe. <laughs> no, you feel safe, but still need a pee. Yes. I feel safe, but I'm scared. It's a safe scared. Gotcha, gotcha. Is there a lot, like... Because I know that in any TTRPG, having puzzles can be a bit of a difficult thing. <laughs> are there times where either, like, the players are like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I guess I'm just gonna die. Or has does it feel like there's enough give and take between the DM and the players that it seems to be, like, hard enough but not to the debilitating point? I think it's very much the latter, especially if you have a good DM where they notice that you as the players are not catching on to what's going on with the puzzle. I think it's um, like Tony and Noah are both really good examples of if we don't look like we're understanding what's going on, they kind of throw in like, oh, you noticed, remember you saw this, re-emphasizing things that might help you and us as the players figure out what the uh, puzzle is and how to kind of get it th get through it without taking too long for a podcast format or um also not like hitting the same points over and over and over again that's good yeah because i i mean there's so many memes out there that's like giving your group a puzzle Kid. for a five-year-old and they're just like <laughs> banging their heads against the wall and shit like that. I mean, let's be realistic. And I, and I think there's a difference, too, between, like, maybe uh, podcast TTRPGs and then, like, one-shots that you're playing with just your friends that we do, like, online. Because there have been mm -hmm. one-shots where we've spent an hour in a room because we don't know what the fuck we're supposed to do in there. <laughs> but then you turn around and on the podcast, they don't want to spend an hour, which is how long our episodes are, in one puzzle room. So they're going to help us along to try and get through and keep keep the story moving. Where if you're at home, it's a little different. Yeah, you can take the hour. What the fuck do I care? <laughs> yeah. That Less things triangle's I red. <laughs> so. <laughs> gotcha. That's good. Uh, I can't wait to listen to some of those puzzles. I fucking love puzzles. Even yeah. Though I'm bad at yeah. Giving them. You're, you're really bad about giving them, though. Like. Some of us are dumb, okay? Some of yeah, us just I know. I... are dumb. And and we sat there and tried to puzzle, and I was like, cool, I'm done. Uh, I can't do I recently do... made yeah. a new puzzle, and and I, I hand-fed a lot more than I have ever did before because I know that one of my players, Dave, <laughs> he hates puzzles. He just absolutely <laughs> hates it. So it's tough for me. So when I, I gave them this little, like, 
I, I physically drew stuff and I gave them two pictures and essentially they had to flip a picture and then kind of match it up a bit. Um, and it was a little bit slow and some guy said, it has to be this. And I'm like, one, I never said it had to be this, but I'm going to try to figure out how to incorporate this guy's hyperfixation into the answer to the, to the <laughs> puzzle. So I kept, I kind of let it go on a little bit more. I gave them more hints. I said, you're on the right track. I, I gave them more breadcrumbs. That way they they felt like they were actually going somewhere instead of like, staring into oblivion mm-hmm. so uh, i to, to be honest me personally i hate hints i want to do it on my own but i can't tr- put that pressure of what i like into what i give to other people because that's not what people not all, everyone wants they want progress they want uh hints they want to know that they're on the right track things like that um so i've had to alter my thinking on puzzles I'll be honest with you, I'm much more like you, where I like to be able to figure it out on my own, because I like the satisfaction of having figured mm-hmm. it out on my own, yes. and being like, haha, bitch, fuck you, I did it! So, um, I don't know, it feels kind of like, uh, there was a puzzle in the Johnny's house, and the one that's in the episodes with, mm-hmm. uh, Tony, that's just coming out, um, where we were kind of split into two different rooms, and we had to talk on the phone... To be able to figure out, because our room had clues for the other room to know what phone number they were supposed to call. And then their room had the clues for our room. But it took us a hot minute to figure out that their clues were our clues and our clues were their clues. And we're trying to do shit. And Tony's like, wow, it looks like maybe you should just contact each other and, I don't know, figure out what is going on. (laughs) And I was just like, oh. So, oh. See, I was just trying to figure out my clues, but I can't figure out my clues because they're not my clues. So that that's an instance where it was a, probably a little helpful to have a little extra nudge in the yeah, correct nudge. direction. Mm-hmm. I'm the puzzle person that I need to walk away from it, like, entirely. Like, I, I can look at it and I'm like, cool, this is great. If I don't get it in the first five minutes, I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> and then Bye. I gotta go to, like wash my hair or like do something else and then I can come <laughs> back and I'm fine like it's um, almost immediate I was playing um storyteller on the switch and there were like oh, two I play that so bad it's not as long as you want it to be just so you know damn it uh I played it in like well I guess three days because I had to take I had two puzzles that really stumped me and I was like I have to put this down I have to walk away I have to just go do something else um, or I'm going to crack and I'm going to look it up online and then I'm going to move on to the next level. Like, um, so I think that's, that's the only, for me as a player, that's the only frustrating part. Like I literally cannot be in it the whole time. I need the breadcrumbs because I will quit so fast if I can't get it immediately. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. That's not my problem. You guys but figure it, it out. Problem. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I've checked out. <laughs> this is not my circus not my monkeys that's what i say every time that i get separated from the group in half foot happy hour and they do something fucking stupid that's when i sit in there and i go not my circus not my monkeys not my circus not my monkeys but guys you guys are fucking dumb 
To be fair, though, y'all are teenagers, so at least it's it's playing true to the... Yeah, I think that's that's a hard part for me, because as a person, I was never, like, the typical teenager. My mom had cancer when I was in fifth grade, so I grew up real fast, so I was never, like, that type Mm -hmm. of teenager. So how I play Andromeda and how I play Olivia is very much how I was as a teenager. I'm not much different, (laughs) So when they're like, yeah, we're just going to go fucking do this. I'm like, why? Why are you doing this to me? I thought you loved me. Don't do this. Why do you want to why do you want to commit domestic terrorism? Maybe we don't do that. <laughs> why not? <laughs> That's exactly the act, the question I get asked. Well, why not? Maybe because it's a bad fucking idea. <laughs> it's fine. My whole rant was response to this question. Why not? Because <laughs> it's a bad fucking idea, dumbasses. Oh my gosh. You want to steal a plane? Why? I thought it'd be fun. Uh, you and Zach should play together. Who? Alex and Zach. Could you imagine Alex and Zach in a one shot together with Magnus? Uh, no. You know, as long there's as there's not loud other loud players, because I, I think, especially remember, like, playing with big groups, as soon as there's, like, more than four people, my play style goes, whoop, and I don't need to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but if it was just, like, a few people and the chaos was welcome and I knew I was in a safe space, so, like, that's it, right? That importance of creating a safe space to make weird decisions, um... I need, like, that extra boost of confidence that somebody is not going to be like, that fucking Alex girl is weird. Like, what the fuck was she doing? Because um, I don't I don't have that on my own. Yeah. Despite well, this. I also think there's a difference, too, between, like, um, me going, that's a fucking dumb move, <laughs> to, um, I mean, yeah, do it. Like that, I always, and I feel like I'm always in that balance because I establish myself as the character that says, don't do dumb shit. That I can't tell them that, yeah, they should do that dumb shit. So I'm texting them behind the scenes as Gabby being like, yo, do that dumb shit. Don't listen to what I'm saying. Do that dumb shit. That's some, that's some dope ass dumb shit that you're trying to play. I like that, that, that that knowledge because you know there's sometimes there's some bleed between like are you telling me or your character telling me that so you giving that reassurance that like hey man i can't wait to you wait till you fucking do is <laughs> very good uh, zach, and, zach and i have an ongoing text message chain especially when i was in drama not so much now that olivia is on the scene um but because we were playing siblings and the siblings were very much not getting along and there were some very harsh scenes between the two of us where as soon as Noah kind of changed direction, I'm texting Zach. Zach's texting me. We're like, just that was just our characters. Like, we're Gucci. Everything's fine. Like, I was not yelling at you. I was yelling at Jackson. I know it feels like it's you, but it's not actually you. And I'm not, I know you're not mad at me. And there's a lot of reassurance on all sides. And that happens, like, when Lucy has, Lucy, Harmonica has a fight with Soul or Marcus or Jackson or anything. Like, we all kind of check in with each other behind the scenes to be like, yo, just know, like, that was not, it was us, but it wasn't us. It was our characters, and we're still good. I'm not mad at you. Which is real good for someone like me, who's a sensitive bitch. So when someone yells at me, I want to cry. 
Yeah, there are some like intense scenes where I'm just like, are they all right? Like, there's like, you guys are like putting some heart and soul into that stuff, and I'm just like, damn, that was rough. Like, that felt emotional, and I'm just like, I think they're okay. <laughs> Here's my fake mimic hand. Hey, man, what about that fake mimic hand? No, no I haven't even used that fake mimic hand. <laughs> Not yet. A reference to something, an item I have as one of the characters in Half-Blood, Half-Y Hour. Actual mimic for a hand. My yeah, God. why not? I asked, I asked Noah. Noah said, hell yeah, let's do it. Apparently, we've, we've talked about a lot of the logistics because there's a lot of potential of me just being getting devoured uh, with that hand because <laughs> it's just eating things anyways. <laughs> Um, there's a blood prize <laughs> to it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dangerous. <laughs> uh, but I need to keep up uh, appearances and also make sure I'm holding people with the right hand and not the, the wrong one. <laughs> not the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. During one of the scenes, I'm like, I put th my right hand, I put this here. You like, did! <laughs> it was when we put our hands on the orb to like get transported out or whatever when we were all holding mm -hmm, hands or whatever. Mm -hmm. <coughs> you said it and now it's now it's there in my brain. I can remember you saying that and I was like at the time like why the fuck were they so specific about what fucking hand they were using? Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's uh, important. It it's was important. important. It's important. It's important. I had to always keep that in mind. Um, so yeah, good times, good times. Uh, I love a good secret, even though most of y'all know it now, <laughs> out of yeah. character. Out of character, we know a lot of things. Yeah. In character, we're dumb bitches. Yeah, baby, we're all dumb together. Woo! Gosh, I need, I need to run another one shot soon. It's been a while. I want to talk about some, how you got into the hobby. Um, so it feels like a pretty common story for a lot of people these days. Um, it was COVID and I kept seeing, uh, edits of Critical Role on TikTok and I was like, man, I've always wanted to get into D&D, &D, but I never had the space to get into D&D &D. when I was in college and then my friends played it and the people who ran the club were in into like LARPing and things and that was like taking it a step too far at me at for me at that point now I would I I mean I LARPed in, in California I did it we did it it was yeah. fun but like at the time that was for someone coming in that was a little much for me but yeah I started watching um Critical Role I binged all of I watched campaign two before I watched campaign one which I highly recommend doing otherwise you'll never get through campaign one and um, but I binged all of both series in like four months. So it's like 800 hours of bullshit of D and D. So I learned a lot real fast. And then as I was getting into it, I started watching more things on TikTok about D and D and then, uh, a mutual Sabrina made a TikTok about applying for a TTRPG podcast. I was like, well, fuck it. What the fuck do I have to lose? And so I applied and then I made a bunch of friends and we all played D&D &D together for all the times. 
That was really how I got D&D into it. Together. And now we're still playing D&D together. Actually, I'm pretty sure the rejects from that podcast, our podcast is still going, and the original <laughs> podcast is not going. That's true. I was there. <laughs> she threw that. She just gave us that tea. Just, hey, by the way, I still know. I still know that y'all didn't, y'all didn't continue. Y'all said no, and then you fizzled out. Size the suck, man. You chose poorly. <laughs> Uh, to be fair too I did have a home game like before I applied for the the Mm -hmm. podcast um one of my friends was just getting into D&D and her boyfriend now fiance was just getting into D&D so my ex um my best friend and then her boyfriend we all played a game together and that was when I made my first character and played D&D for really the first time playing it and making a backstory and all those fun things what was your that character your first character um her name was navara and she uh pops up in some of my backstories now for the characters now because i make her like a pseudo mom for some of my characters and um she was a wood elf uh wizard She was a badass. <laughs> she had tattoos on her face in her in Elven, and it was mm-hmm. the name of her all of her fallen um, family members. They were all uh, killed. Like her entire village was destroyed, decimated in a war, and um, she had scars up and down her back and one across her face. And that's what she used to cover the. She used her tattoos to kind of cover the scarring on her face, and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but she lost a little brother and her mom and her dad, and so she has all their names down her arms and Elvin, and she was just in a so fun sweet. little group with a tiefling and a dragonborn. Do you feel like the your first character kind of uh, dips into all your other characters as you create them now? Yes. There are pieces of Navara in every single character that I've ever created, point blank, period. Like, to the ones that were just jokes. Like, there's still pieces of her. And things that I've learned from her game and playing her that I I now... I know as a player, I'm too perceptive. I can't play a non-wise or non-intelligent character. I am physically unable to play a dumb character. I've tried and I fail. I can't do it. So intelligence and wisdom are never my dump stat. Honestly, I play, those are usually my highest scores. Because mm-hmm. I'll t- play a class where those are needed because I'm better at those. So, and that starts with Navarre. She was a wizard. So intelligence was my highest stat. And I hated not being able to see things. So then I kind of threw things into perception. If perception is an option to take into uh, uh, proficiency, I take it. Mm-hmm. So there are pieces of her in everything. What pieces of you showed up in Navara? Um, Sorry, <laughs> I should have told no, you. No, that's a that's a rough one. Um, Navara was. I created her at a time when I was very uncertain of me and like. Not who I was, because I was very certain of who I was, but more of, like, 
Um, I have a lot of like insecurities when it comes to how I look. And so um, I played off of that for her where I gave her the opposite, where I made her the super confident person who has tattoos on her face, who doesn't give a fuck what anyone says about her or what she looks like. And yeah, she's getting looks because she's got the scarring and the face and the two colored eyes and the whatever. And it was a way for me to kind of drop the insecurities and be who I wanted to be rather than who I felt I actually was. I love this game so much sometimes. (laughs) I know. But that would make sense why she shows up in all of the other previous characters, right? Because if you're not not trauma dumping your insecurities (laughs) into your first character, which I think is like a reoccurring theme, especially since we've talked to people about their first characters. And like um, one of Adrian and I's first conversations was like, our first characters right mm-hmm. and like it's it's always the same sort of concept right i want to be something that's completely opposite of me but the things that i'm focusing on are the exact things that i need to be focused on or like i am focused on so i think that's very it's very interesting um that we do that as a as a species of of people, a species um, of TTRPG players, but it a rarity. It's not. We all do every everybody we've talked to, right? Right. Players want to be cool, so they're going to play the rogue. People want to be confident, so they play somebody fiery. Um, which is it's not to undermine that first character. It's just if you've learned and you've grown with this this persona inside of you then like that person's going to live literally forever in every other character and like it's really cool that we get to play this game where you get to continue to hold on to that memory and that person and that version of you that like really healed through playing with your friends hopefully your friends yeah that's something that just um, like spy kids 3d (laughs) just like spy kids 3d um I yeah. I seriously feel that like the um cuz there are Navara had my insecurities that I flipped on its head but I, if I had to pick a character that I've ever made that was the most like me and like if I took me and just put her on a page that's Andromeda and Half Blood Happy Hour and it's really hard for me sometimes in some scenes where I have to separate myself and remind myself that I'm not her but um, even though like our backstories are different, I gave her a very drastic, ba- different backstory than how I grew up. But a lot of the things that she felt because of how she grew up is how I felt just in general growing up, being kind of an outsider and things. And so playing her has healed a lot of me and in my inner child of things that I have struggled with for a long time, being able to play her and play out these scenes and these things and like being openly, having her be openly gay from the beginning and like being openly a person of herself and just like she loves who she loves and she doesn't give a fuck what anyone says about it like it's it was fun to play a character that was what I felt was almost like the best version of me with some of my same flaws and see that she's still loved by all these people it's like I can't express to you when people are like oh my god Andromeda is my favorite character I'm like that's me you just said you you just said I am your favorite character 
because she's me. Like, there's no better feeling than when someone goes, oh, my God, I love Andromeda. I'm like, thanks, because she's me. It's the best feeling in the world is to know that, like that was that having people say that and I have never said this anywhere, but like having people say that really made me feel like I was worthy of that kind of love then, too, because I was really kind of going through some ups and downs when that was kind of all coming out and people were saying these kind of awesome things about Andromeda. And I was just like, well, she's me. And if you love her, then you love me. And that means I'm capable of being loved like that, too. So she's she's very important to me. She's high on a pedestal. Andromeda is high on a pedestal for me. I love that bitch. Which means you love yourself. I do. I'm pretty hell fucking yeah. awesome. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Where's my self-insert character? <laughs> what do I need to do now? What if... Character. Okay, hold on. Here's a campaign idea. What if we literally build ourselves? <laughs> and you just oh. say... Gabby, Alex, Adrian. Those are the names of your characters. Those are the names of you. And You're then, always in character. And then we play Dungeons and Dragons as ourselves. And just make some, some sometimes love some wild decisions. Like, I don't know. Maybe we don't second guess everything that we say. Maybe we just say it. Maybe we just say it and we don't apologize. But like, listen, I think it'd be, I think it'd be really interesting to see what like legitimately happens. Like, especially if it is one of those, a podcast that, or or some sort of game that is recorded. Adrian, add this to the notes. Yeah. See where it starts and then see where you end. Cause I'm, cause I honestly think that's a, that would be a genuine thing that you could track and see as you progress. Like how much are you healing as a person? while you play yourself through these scenarios instead of instead of impersonating yourself onto somebody else and you're playing oh, I'm playing that's what my character would do no you don't get to hide behind a, this is what my character would do you would do it so do it all right i'm going to flip it <laughs> toxic virgin we play each other and we just try <laughs> and then we just like oh is that how you perceive me and then you become self-conscious <laughs> that sounds so much worse maybe we don't play that version it is it's it's, it's the worst version of this idea <laughs> oh I'm just trying to avoid playing myself okay that's not the escapism i want okay <laughs> It's just, it's an, it's an idea. And listen, Adrian, if, if I'm playing you, we're going to live stream something and then I'm going to threaten to shave off every piece of body hair on the hour, <laughs> every hour. Hey, and that's, that's your trope. That's your trope. That is my trope. It only happened once or twice. <laughs> Can I, I want to ask you guys a question. How many people have you guys mm-hmm. been around when they made their first character? Like how many first characters have you guys seen and been a part of? A lot. For a TTRPG. So many. So many people. Uh, I, I introduced, like, when I worked at uh, PF Changs, I introduced, like, almost, like, le- five people had already known about it, and then everybody else I like, just indoctrinated, because that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I was, like, there, I was being nurturing and kind, and we played D&D, and we were just showing things off and things like that. It was a good time. Um, their Their first character, because, like, there's this idea of, like, 
of, of optimizing your character, right? You know, mm-hmm. you have to be the halfling rogue, you have to be the elven archer, you know, things like that. And it's like, hey, I know you don't know this game. Look at the pictures, tell me what looks cool, and then I'll tell you about it. Because, to be honest, that's the baseline. You have a visualization, you can now visualize your character, and now you kind of have an idea of what you want. So I kind of take them through those steps. And, you know, I have, I've had some bad times where I had some veteran players like, oh, you're using that? It only does one damage and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, so I didn't have a voice back then when I first started. Um, so I just sat back. I'm like, this is kind of bad. And then just like, I don't know how to interrupt people. I'm scared. Um, so I, I now that I, I have a bit more of... A voice I'm like I can advocate for those players like listen it looks cool we're just gonna let it happen okay so what if it's not optimal we're not playing for optimal we're playing for funds okay it's for funds yeah I think that's really important because um, I as someone who has never run a one-shot in my life I've never DM'd or never been a GM I have committed to running a one-shot for my family who has never played D&D so any of them now my brother-in-law has been interested in it and just has never found a group to play with and so he's really excited about it and my family is excited because they know how much it means to me so I think that's kind of exciting so I started building characters with my with, with my family I'm like I will each I will help you individually build your characters and each of them have a different process that they like to build characters right so my sister was like um so I want one, I want to be fantasy. And I'm like, okay, here's some basic races that you can play. And let me just tell you the names. And if any of them sound cool, I'll tell you what they are. And she goes, oh, well, what's a tiefling? And I was like, you're a half demon. And she goes, I'm that. And I said, done. You're a tiefling. Congratulations. She goes, well, what do they look like? I go, whatever the fuck you want them to look like. She goes, they don't have to be a certain color. I said, nope. They could be fucking bright purple. I don't give a fuck what color your tiefling is, Jenna. Whatever color you want your tiefling to be is what color your tiefling is. And then she wanted to be a druid. So she's a tiefling druid. Because that's what she wanted to be. And that's cool. That's a cool-ass character. I've never seen a... I've never played a tiefling uh, druid. Well, I don't play druids. So there's that. But... (laughs) It's fun. Well, back up with that (laughs) that yelling about druids, okay? First of all, some of us want to turn into animals... Because okay, we watched that's... Animorphs far too early in our life, or listened to wh- whatever, read it too that's early totally in our cool. life. I love that for you. The problem is, is I played a lot of D&D on Half-Blood Happy Hour, I'm not afraid to call this bitch out, who played only druids. And they played them shitty. And so it made me turn away from druids. Like, I don't want to play druids, man. Because I feel like if I turn into something, if I want to play Circle of the Moon, then I'm seen as basic because that's what I want to do because I want to turn into animals and I want to you know, attack people. That's what I want to do. But then I'm seen as basic if I do it. So I feel like I'm in a, and if I play something else, I feel like I'm wasting my wild shapes. So I just don't give myself the stress and instead play a wizard with limited spell slots. Then go back to the beginning of this conversation (laughs) that we were literally, you literally just said, go play the thing you want to play. You just said it, Gabby. I did. Go play the thing you want to play. <laughs> it is PSL season. Who cares if you are a what? basic pumpkin bitch? spice latte? Oh, thank you. Sorry, I'm not. 
I hate coffee. I don't drink coffee. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like pumpkin spice, so it's fine. I guess we should also say, I'm, I'm going to also say this. I literally don't give a shit if you play anything basic. Except for me, because I feel like people judge me. So this isn't, this is, you know what I mean? I'm not judging you. No. You play whatever no, you want. I, I love it and I support it. No, I it. don't. Because you oh. love and support everybody else. And why do they not love and support you too if you want to make a basic ass choice? Gabby, we're going to play a, this is it now. Okay. So the Gabby, Gabby's character is going to be a circle of the moon druid. And we're going to work through all of our inner teenager, inner child nonsense <laughs> And it'll be fine. Stop it'll be being great. a people pleaser and just play something that you want to play. Who cares? And we're going to love you regardless. Period. 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 All right. I've already set up the group chat. We're going to play druids and shit. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. There's <laughs> a little notification. I was like, what? What did he add me to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent it on Discord. <laughs> Oh, we got we got plans now. We got plans we and shit. Plans. That's gonna be great. Honestly, Although, let's do it. In my own defense, I am mm-hmm. playing out of my comfort zone for Tony's D and D campaign, Silver Dunes. That's we're gonna start recording soon. I'm playing a paladin. Okay. Oof. And so I need to preface that I only play rangers rogues and spellcasters and when i say spellcasters i really just mean wizards that's what i play so i'm a little anxious i have played a warlock before minimal spell slots make me anxious so i don't play warlocks anymore but i'm anxious about playing a paladin because i have to hit things and pop pop Pop, pop. I agree with you. Um, I think being up close to somebody is too personal, and like, I do. I want to kill you. I want to kill you from a hundred yards away, and just yeah. I love getting in the mix, even though when I'm not supposed to. That's Olivia. If you've listened to any episode that she's been in, she ends up she fireballed herself once. She's (laughs) she's well, technically it's happened twice, but this is the first time on pod that it's happened, and then she gets downed by Emily because guess what? She's right in the middle of the fray. She's a wizard. Get the fuck out. What are you doing? Dying. Dying. That's why I don't like playing people. Not optimal, but fun. (laughs) I don't understand why they have so few hate points. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) Squishy babies. What do you draw inspire for your characters? Uh, Other than from your first character, what other mediums kind of uh, inspire you childhood uh, trauma childhood trauma um <laughs> middle school trauma high school tra- no, um, <laughs> no it, high school it, trauma <laughs> trauma trauma <laughs> in all actuality in seriousness um a lot of the books that i read uh, i like to pull uh my favorite characteristics from some of my favorite female characters um I like to pull from them. I read a lot of Sarah J. Mass. She's probably my favorite author that I've ever read. And I pull a lot from Selena. Um, from her, I also pull a lot from Aelin. I pull a lot. I, I'm not so much from Feyre. She's, she's just my soft girl that she just needs loved and appreciated for her entire life. But a lot of the confidence and stuff I pull from Bryce from the Crescent City series. So I pull a lot from Sarah J. Mass's work and 
kind of input pieces of them into there or like I'm gonna play a rogue but guess what she's a secret royal I don't know why because it's fucking fun and I want to we'll figure out the specifics later she hey, ran away real white she's gonna be extra white so white she's gonna be so white she's gonna be all white she's gonna be all white <laughs> Adrian's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she's gonna be white. Why are we talking like a ooh voice? <laughs> Dude, I just can what? I? So obviously, Alex, you've read Sarah J. Mass, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you read yes. Throne? Well, okay, of, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back it up. Hold on. Okay, backing up. Okay, listen. I read the first three Throne of Glass books. Okay, okay. it was a lot. And I was not in it there. Was. It was it was a time it was, it was turbulent it, and I just couldn't get behind it. I don't blame you. I tried. Did you um, read Agatar? I have read Agatar. In fact, you know what? Let, let me the, the middle e book um that we got, the, the novella, which um yeah. I paid way too much money life? for. Yeah. Why why'd you pay money? Why'd you pay so much money for it? Because it's signed. I just threw up. You have a signed Sarah J. Mass book? <laughs> I have a signed Sarah J. Mass book. But I was so mad because I read it so fast. I was like, this is fucking fan fiction. I just paid so much money for a fan fiction. Um, it's a novel. It's a, it's a placeholder. It's just supposed to be a, this is the nice things. There's no plot. I, I, I know, I know, but I need a, I just, I need a little plot. Like, we don't need it. So what did you, listen. so how much plot did you like in, in Nesta's book. <laughs> what what plot was in Nesta's book? Excuse me. As a recovering person who... who <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll be honest with you. I did no, not no. like Nesta. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be... I'm going to say it. That's I fair. was not a fan of Nesta. As an oldest sibling, I was not a fan of Nesta because I was like, how would you do this to your youngest sister? And then I read Nesta's book and I realized why I hated Nesta was because I hate myself and I am Nesta. That's why I didn't like Nesta. And that is the kind of healing that I was not ready for when I read a book that had 99% smut and blowjobs in it, okay? I wasn't ready for the, the, the drama <laughs> healing. Can I tell you something? Hold on. Uh, last week, we started working out with... I, I work out with one of my uh, co-workers. Um, I guess friends. He's He can be up there, upgraded. It's fine. Um, but he uh, couldn't finish our workout one day because he had to go do something before work and so i was like "Ah, i'm just gonna go get on the stairs it's gonna be great bitch Hmm. bitch when i tell you it was not like i was going quickly it's not like i was on the stairmaster like i was slow i wasn't holding onto the bars okay so like i'll give you myself that credit but I lasted 15 minutes and did six floors, and that's it. Fuck that. I 600 steps is all I could manage in 15 minutes, and I was like, I'm never doing this again. Um, so the Nesta. inner the inner healing, yeah, it's real. It's uh, the whole it's time a, I was like... Mm-hmm. I, the reason why I asked, though, is because you said <laughs> white. I have to ask, how do you see the Bat Boys? Because if you tell me that you look at fan fan like fan art and you see them as white, and do you agree or disagree with them being whitewashed? 
Can I? But that that makes no sense. Okay, you were in the the court of night. Okay, so like, if I think about creatures that live at night, not saying that people are creatures, right? We're not. We're not starting that. They're, they're nonsense, fae. First but like, of all, they're fae. So. Okay, yeah, so fantasy creatures, but regular creatures that we have in our world, um, mm-hmm. if we're talking about camouflage, they're going to be darker. They are going to have, it, it does not make, it doesn't make sense for you to have black ass wings and be white. Nope. And here's the thing is I'm pretty sure, and this is just me, and maybe I just am inputting descriptors where there were none. I swear she described them as having darker skin. Especially like, especially when um in that at the end of Akatar with Reese, she mentions that even just having the few moments in the sun darkened his skin even more than it already was, and I'm like, it's there in the books, you dumb motherfuckers. They're not white. They're not white. Don't I, tell I, me Reese is white. That motherfucker is not white. I do. Ah. I do not. I do not know uh, why. We can't just accept it. It's, it is, it, for, it's a, okay, back it up. It's a book. It also makes sense for people to be colored differently because in our world right here, where we're pulling our inspiration from, people are all sorts of different colors. They look very yes. different. So why do they always have to be like the same? Listen, can I just have one just like chubby bear love interest that like, can I just have that? Like, I love Reese, but give me a chubby bear, please. Please. Uh, I have to... I, that's why I think I loved... Um, a lot of people did like Crescent City. If you haven't read Crescent City, um, n- n- not too many spoilers. Um, it's on my list. I won't, my I, list. I won't give it's any okay. too many spoilers. I will say that the love interest is, is hunky as shit, and I'm not going to lie here. Um, I love the love interest. 10 out of 10. I agree. They need to be together. Everyone else, go fuck yourselves. Um, second of all, Bryce is described as being a plus-size woman with extra cushion. And everyone draws her as skinny. I'm like, she's not skinny! She's big. That doesn't mean, just because she's big doesn't mean she can't fight. They're like, well, that doesn't make sense. I go, yes, it does. She, it, there's literally a scene where she tries to suffocate a man with her thighs. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was just waiting for Adrian. I just that was just an Adrian moment. Uh, okay. dear listener, the eyes, the eyes were just big. Big. Um Someone's I don't living my dream. The, you could be living your own dream reading more books. Yeah. I've got one I, I still need to read, so uh, I'll, I'll worry about that. One book. Wouldn't that be a nice life, Gabby, to have one book that you had to read? I'm As we're having this conversation, my Libby popped up twice and was like, hey, your book is ready. Hey, I just want... This is just a question. How many, how many books do y'all think I have? Well, I'll start off with this. I always do a Goodreads, um, uh, like a, a challenge. I always do a challenge for the year, right? Um, I've done one the past two years. This is my third year doing it. Um, I want to, I'm, I guess I'm going to ask how many books do you think I have read the past three years? Like if you had to say like, I think you might've read this much this year, whatever. Like, what do you think an average number of books for me to read a year is? 
How are you consuming these books? I consume them in three ways. I have physical books, audio books, and Kindle books. And I consume in all three. Now, I will okay. say I've only started doing all three this year. The prior two years, it was Kindle and physical books. I just okay. started really getting into help. audiobooks this year. I know your goal for last year was like uh, 300 or something, like one well, for every day. No, no, no. My goal was 90 last year because I was pregnant and I was like uncertain of how well I would feel. So I did not make – I will say this. 2021, my goal was 52 books. I surpassed that because I wanted to read one book a week. And then the next year I took what I had read the previous year and said, I will down it some to hopefully hit that. So I did it to 90. I also hit that and and said, okay. So then this year I made my goal as 100 books. It is In October. last three years, so like I think you have read 75? like 215. That's a really, that's a really high it feels like a lot, but listen, I was going to give it to you, since, especially since you started getting the audiobooks in there. I appreciate that. I will say, this mm-hmm. year's been hectic as hell. However, I've still consumed 96 books this year already. See, 96 so, this fuck. year. 96 this year. You hit 90 last year. I hit 98 last year, and the year before that, I hit 117. So I'm not crazy in saying 215. That was no. that was close. That was pretty close for the three years total. I was yeah. gonna say 500, <laughs> just because That's I don't know how how fast y'all read That's books. A lot of books. And here's That's the other problem: I read one a year. Do you know what my TBR is? What's physical? I have so many physical books. I have so many physical on my TBR because I buy, I see a physical book, I want it, I buy it. It's a problem because I still have yep. physical books I yep. need to read. But I have Kindle yep. Unlimited. TBR Do you know means where... to be read. Yes. Yes. Do you know how hard it is to have a Kindle Unlimited account? Um, it's shitty because I'm scrolling on TikTok and there's a scene that someone describes of, oh, um, they're fake dating or they're fake married and he keeps calling her her wife and then he, he added, there's a misunderstanding and you ha- I have to know how it plays out. So what do I do? I go to Amazon, I add it to my Kindle library, and then I read it. I'm consuming three books right now. I'm consuming The Midnight Library, which is a physical book, which is a, a sadder than I anticipated. And then I'm reading um, The Lady of Darkness on my Kindle, which is like fantasy, actar, uh, Throne of Glass vibes. And then my audiobook, highly recommend listening to Smut as an audiobook. Just do it, especially if you find the right narrators. Just what was the last book you said? Which one, the Kindle book or the audiobook? I didn't say the audiobook. Your Kindle, no, your Kindle. The Lady of Darkness. Okay. And I'm about 50, 60 percent way through Lady of Darkness, and it's pretty good. And I think there's a series, and I'm really excited to finish the series if it continues to go as well as it is. I agree. I think I have, what do I have three? I do, no, I do have three. Oh, I do have three. I was going to, I was going to try to be on this high horse that says, I only do one at a time. I don't. I have three. Um, <laughs> I'm reading the first Outlander right now. Mm. Um, that's that the one that's going with me. <gasps> have you watched the show? 
I have not because I wanted to read the books first. So I've refused to watch the show. That's fair. In comparison, I don't, there's not, there's not really one that's all that. I wouldn't say it takes it away because I watched the show first and then I read the, I'm reading the book. Mm -hmm. I would say it's, it's fine to do either one. I think, um, the, the actor that plays Jamie is stunning and, uh, it's worth it. Just a lot of rape. So there's that. Um, that's nice to know. What else am I reading? Um, there's a lot. I'm reading Stiff right now, but it's a nonfiction book. It's about, uh, cadavers. I love myself. I don't, Um, I don't don't read nonfiction. It's fair. I really only read non, like, death and dying nonfiction. Okay, I can get behind Um, that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are you looking like that, Adrian? Like it. Adrian, do you want to know the, do you want to know the concept of the audiobook that I'm listening to right now? Then you can make it. Then you can. What? Then you can judge. Then you can make a judging face. No, I'm not judging. I'm just. I'm just like man. More than one book is a lot. Well, yeah, but they're in different keep forms. Like different. Well, they're different no. genres and they're different formats. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to keep them separate. Yeah. For me, I'm not saying that this is a thing that everyone should do or could do. This is just what works for me. Because yeah. when I'm at work, I have to listen to audiobooks because when I listen, then I can get stuff done. But when I'm at home, I like to read on my mm-hmm. Kindle. And right before bed, I read it in a physical book because it helps me go to sleep. Yeah. All right. I have Libby on my phone, which I read whenever I'm in transit or I'm waiting for something. Um, so I pick that up because my phone is in my hand and I would like to mm-hmm. do something other than scrolling TikTok. And then I have... Um, I have... What am I, what's the other? I don't even know. What the, the other book is a vampire book. I don't remember the title. It's a young, I think it's a teen, Crave? actually, teen book. So it's not great. No. Is it Crave? It's something. No, it's something different. Um, I'll run downstairs in a moment and grab it. <laughs> um, do you know what I did read that I was like, I was I was not prepared emotionally, mentally, um, was the claiming of Sleeping Beauty. Have you read that one? No, I have not. Um, it, it's not. It's straight up smut. Um, oh. <laughs> say less. <laughs> I guess I have to. Ask, uh, I have to ask this. Like, what? What? What are the? What are the kinks in it? That's the best way to ask it. What are the? What are the kinks that are in it? It would be easier for me to list what are not the kinks. Okay. Mm. Even fucking better. Easier, except for except for <laughs> monster. There's no monster fucking in there. Okay, so like there's that. But, Come on. Um, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but it was a book written by Anne Rice under a pen name. So she wrote something oh. not in her name, which was what was scandalous. But uh, Sleeping Beauty. The way that this book starts is that Prince comes in and like bang sleeping beauty awake and then he's like all right you're mine now and i'm gonna take you to my castle and then she's like a sex slave oh i read that book not that book specifically but i have read a sex slave book yeah yeah it's called the ritual it's weird it was i was judged for it by some of my friends and I said, look, I'm not reading it because I'm saying that I would do that. But now I'm, I'm 
100 pages in and I need to know how it turns out. Do they end up loving each other or is it always just sex? I have to know. <laughs> Spoilers. Plot. I'm here for the plot. Spoilers. They ended up falling in love with each other. Okay. You want to know what I'm reading right now? Okay. We did it. We're talking about spy. I'm just going to say it. Yep, 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 yep. I yep, yep. started a book. Actually, so there's this author. Her name's Harley LaRoe. She wrote um, Her Soul to Take. She writes... Uh, that is a, right now I think there's three books in it and it's three different demons taking three different women in a town and I love that series that's not the series I'm reading right now but I love obviously I've read her and I like her smut I like her storylines I was like okay someone goes oh my gosh you should read the dare and I go what's the dare and they go it's a short little novella you'll love it and I said ah what the fuck do I care like, sure I'll read it turns out my sister has the book so I was like oh I'll read it read the dare yeah, it's a novella. I was like, where's more? The novella is the Halloween party, the queen bitch from high school. They're all in college now. Queen bitch in high school. The people she used to make fun of, the four boys she used to make fun of, win a dare where she has to be, he dares her to be her slave for the rest of the night. And she goes, yeah, I'll do it. What the fuck do I care? Because she's finding out that she has a little bit of a humiliation kink as he's humiliating her in front of all of their high school friends <laughs> and so like what ends up happening is the four of them like take her into a room and it's like that's the thing and that's the whole that's the whole book that's the book that's the book and I was just like well I have to know like what happens does, does she, th she walks off with them at the end and you're like <laughs> does she end up with them or does she ghost them like what happens so then there's there's the losers du duology the you losers part one losers part two and I'm just like I'm gonna read it so I have the audiobook first of all the narrators Top-notch narrators. I will listen to anything these motherfuckers put out. I don't give a shit. Narrators make or break an audiobook. I will stand by that because I have read a book on Kindle Unlimited. And I'm like, eh, it's okay. Then I listened to the audiobook and I was like, wow, five out of five stars. How the hell did that happen? The narrators. <laughs> she ghosted them. She was like, ah, I gotta, my expectations, like, people think of me here, and you guys are here, and, like, I have to, I can't do what I want, I have to do what's, what's expected of me, and da 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 I'm like, honey, but they're so good looking! Anyway, so, her car breaks down, and their mechanics, and they offer, she offers to pay them in a different way, and now they're all in love with each other, and one of them almost said love you on the phone, and it was so beautiful, and you eat that, 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 so delicious. <sighs> it's so good. <laughs> I want to listen I, to it now. I, yeah, I know, I can, you, you look so excited for it. <laughs> it's so good, I hate I hate how much I like some of this stuff because, like, it sh it's not—it's not like it's well-written shit. It's not like there's a lot of really good writing. Although I will say, what's really mm -hmm. nice about the losers that I don't get a lot about in a lot of other polyamorous or like reverse harem situations is that, like, in a lot of the reverse harems, it's like the girl, and then the guys are all just with the girl, or she has a relationship with each mm -hmm. of the guys, and that's just kind of how it is. Um, in this book series, the guys all have a relationship with each other first, so like. They are all together in a relationship. Like, two of them have kind of paired off, two of them kind of paired off, but they all still kind of are together, and they have their little family unit as a four, and they're bringing the girl in. So it's more of we all love each other polyamorous rather than you're our mm -hmm. center and we're the spokes, which is more fun. Right. For me. Gotcha. You got the book. What? What? I did. What it's called it? Beautiful... 
to look into it's it. okay it's okay it's cute it we haven't gotten anywhere i think that's the problem is because i've had i have outlander so i'm trying to finish outlander because it's a big book and i was carrying both of them at the same time because that's sometimes what you do um it's really and i want to get rid of the bigger book too it's so mm-hmm. hard sometimes like for me when i go from reading adult or new adult books and with new adult themes, not even smut, take smut out of it, but just new adult themes, to then reading a YA book. I'm 28, okay? It's hard to read YA sometimes and be like, just, and not go, just get the fuck over it. It's high school. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard sometimes when I'm reading it to be like, oh my god, they're 18. Just remember they're 18, they're 18, they're 18. I just finished when, the way like, I used to be. The world is falling apart and it's like, shut up. <laughs> yep. I just finished the way I used to be by Amber Smith, which um, is, it, and it starts off with um, her being sexually abused, right? So it's her journey through the abuse and like through high school. Um, and like the whole time you're like, just say something to somebody. I know it's important, but just say something. Everything will be better. And then you're like the whole time you're like, okay, like I, I'm stressed. Your mom's not doing shit. Your dad's not doing shit. Let me come in and be your mom now. Like I'm done with them. You need some help. Let's go to therapy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's a parent. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, 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 yes. That's kind of like when you get the miscommunication trope or the third act breakup in romance books. <sighs> I fucking hate that shit. Just fucking, if you took two seconds to talk to each other, this wouldn't be happening. <laughs> fucking pride and prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end it there. There, there, there. I found it. I found it. I found the ending. <laughs> Before we go on too long, we should, I should just have a book, you know, you don't need me here because I can't contribute, just you, Lucy, I don't know who else, you'll take over the podcast for an episode and just talk about book shit, yeah, Jaded. I don't fucking read, I don't read. I'll get wine, I'll get a babysitter, I'll get some wine, my babysitter's my mom because I live with her, so... (laughs) <laughs> thanks mom thanks, thanks mom. mom I live with my mom right now because I'm fucking jobless <laughs> I live with my mom right now because um, job or houses are expensive and I'd rather save my money there's always save it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's over right. listen On as the cool <laughs> no as the cool adult in <laughs> in this chat room this is a podcast. <laughs> Did we forget we're doing a podcast? Uh, no. No, we're... I, <laughs> I've just, just invited y'all, and we're just chatting. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was real gross. I am so sorry. Um, no, just save your money. It's fine. Um, you have loving families. Just lean into the loving family, please. <laughs> you you almost sound, had that vibe of that ukulele apologist. What's her name? Oh, don't you dare Miranda don't Saints. you you're dare you're like, in a chat room with me I'm the cool adult and I'm like bad vibes dude bad vibes I am 29 okay I want to go wash my entire body off with bleach 
and that. Do that. Like, do that. I will. I will. Because that <laughs> we I, we should have just ended it with with Pride and Prejudice. Because now we got. I tried. I tried. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's fine. Then you wanted to suggest other projects that we should tar- start taking up. Mm-hmm. Y'all do that without me because I don't read. It's like a two episode um, special. Yeah, yeah, do it. Make it happen. No, it's like a third, like thirty minutes every other week. We just talk about the books we that we're reading that. that we've read. Yeah, that could be fun. All right, Adrian, we'll get it just worked out. It's special. Fine. <laughs> you have maybe my contact we, info. Maybe we just. Well, yeah. We, oh my god, I'm, I'm we'll, revi- making, we'll revive Discord the Discord. Chat. It's fine. No, no, no. We have the you. You left that Discord. We we're fine. We don't need yeah. you. Oh no! I mean, like. No, we don't. We don't. We don't need scrolls, you. Scrolls, scrolls. <laughs> I'm in that one. I'm. I'm gonna Gabby, play. Where can they find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me on the TikTok uh, at Gay Gabs. Um, I don't post a lot anymore because I've had a lot of life crises. But I'm hoping to start getting into back into posting some book talk stuff. Um, working through my physical tbr giving some reviews and such like that um you can see me on doubles in the dice as um zoe on the latest uh johnny's house also i think i'm playing zoe this time maybe zoe was the last one i don't remember anymore what character i played when you can see me on doubles in the dice and honestly you can see me on half blood happy hour as olivia a lancaster she is a wizard and a southern belle or andromeda uh everyone's favorite ranger rogue that's where you can find me. Thank you, dear listener, for joining us on another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. You can find us anywhere pods are cast. So if you have a friend, a family member, an arch nemesis that needs a new podcast in their life, please just suggest that they listen to this because it's uh, it's just a fun time. Chaos and, and friendships and magic and uh, smut. So enjoy it. Um, you can also find us on the Patreon if you need to help support your small local podcasts. It doesn't matter if we're local or not. Uh, it's fine. You can still support us. Um, and please check out anything that we ever suggest because it's always great. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Alex, but I've made uh, the last two episodes, I've putting anything we've mentioned, like an article or a movie, I've been putting it in the notes, like underneath it. I love that. We've, we've referred to so many books, I'm going to have to look up today. Um, I promise you, if somebody who's already on, like, Book Talk is listening to this episode, uh, you don't need to go look those books up. We know what to do uh, when a book title is mentioned. We know what to do. I've got them. Yeah. We've got it, but... Gab, yeah, Gabby's got a program. I got a program. Like we all, we know what to do. Mm-hmm. We know what to do. Don't all worry right. about it. I will. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. My name's Adrian, and I'm Alex. I'm Gabby. Go have some fun. <laughs>